Blog Talk Radio. another edition of Rungan Radio. We have exciting news for you because we're going to have the Lemon Twigs, or two of them anyway. If you don't know, the Lemon Twigs are actually a band. So we've got the two brothers that are front and center for most of the show. I've seen them twice already, Brian and Michael Diodario. And we're very excited about it. This is a, if you haven't seen them or heard about them, you're going to find out a lot about it tonight, but they are a major up-and-coming young band. They're 18 and 20 years old. And they're already touring the world. It's uh, a great story. Got an album out that uh, came out this year called Do Hollywood with a record company. I mean, just exciting stuff. So, Cruiser Mel, we got a quick announcement because they're going to call in early. So let's knock it out, okay. shall we? Uh, yeah. One correction. Uh, their, yeah. their last name is pronounced Daddario. Well, since you wouldn't call me, I didn't be able to do it. I was That's trying fine. to remember that one. I sent you a message. <laughs> Last week, you know, we got it right last week. All right, Dario. So um, they will be on in about I don't know, three or four minutes. So okay. So we're uh, going to get that party started. And if you want to call in, if you're new to the show, we do take calls, and you're welcome to talk to them. It's 646-716-9262. Call in, press 1. If you press 1, we'll know you want to speak with them or with us, and we'll be happy to talk to you and let you ask questions. So feel free to do that if you want. Otherwise, you're going to have to deal with our questions, and we have plenty of them. So there you go. Uh, Todd is on tour. If you didn't know Mr. Rungren, you can find out that information on our website, rungrenradio.com. Go to the Todd on tour page, and we'll send you straight to EJ's page, which is the latest <laughs> and greatest, most updated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's in Knoxville tonight, Chris, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I know a couple people that are going to be there. Yeah, I um, wish that that was a different night because we would have tried to get him to call in and say hello to the boys, but not happening. Chasm's a big fan as well. So, Very good. They um, were in Atlanta last night. I got to see it. Great show. It's a lot of fun. It's, uh, I, I sat back this time right behind the soundboard, the visuals, you know, so I could see all of it. It was um, it's quite, quite the presentation, I'll just say that. <laughs> I think... Uh, people were pleased. You know, you, you always wondered a Todd show, and um, didn't see anybody leave, didn't see anybody complain. And during the uh, tin foil hat, people just laughed, and that was it. Moved on to the next song, so not a big deal there. We'll see how it goes in Tennessee tonight. Hopefully, the same thing. If you hadn't heard, the tin foil hat song is about Trump, so it created some, I'd call it minor controversy, but people made it a mountain out of molehill, and it was. Uh, enough to get Todd on Fox on the water show. So he was yes. on it briefly. I Very did talk briefly. to Todd last night, and he yep. did say that there was more conversation, which is what was predicted by people that, you know, they'd pick and choose what they wanted. So he oh, did have yeah, more conversation. Oh, yeah, yeah, that edit button, you know. Yeah, so anyway. Uh, if you haven't seen that, it's on YouTube, I'm pretty sure. and It's been on our Facebook page, the uh, Todd Rungo and Rungo Radio. Feel free to join there if you haven't. And 
we'd love to have you. So Todd's on tour. Then after that, he's going to go out with Yestable, which is one version of Yes and the um, Carl Palmer's ELP Legacy. That information is also available on that tour page we were talking about. And then he's out with Ringo again, Crazy Mill. My goodness. Very busy man. Yeah. And you know, busy we man. Have, have we found out anything more? Uh, and I, I think I know the answer, but about the autobiography that Todd is supposed to be coming out with sometime in 2017. Hadn't heard a thing. Right. I didn't think know. so. Thought it was finished, so I don't know. You know how that goes. Who knows? Yeah. On the radar at some point, the new album's out, White Knight. Uh, what's cool about it is you can get a two different versions of it on vinyl. You can get black and you can get white, a solid white vinyl for the White Knight. Get it? Very cool stuff. Uh, you can get Nothing White Knight merch, by the way, at the store. Yep, ToddStore.com. You can also uh, you can also purchase your your copy of White Knight if you haven't gotten one yet. Yes, or download it. You know that's the new thing these days. The White Knight merch, um, you know, they run out, so I think your best bet is probably just to go to the website. I mean, you might can get some at the tour, but you're not guaranteed anything specific there because they, you know, it's tough keeping inventory. As Cruiser Mel and I know, if you try to guess what size people wear and what they want, you're always going to get it wrong pretty much, you know. Well, according, so to the lyrics, know. according to the lyrics, they have size 5X large. Mm-hmm. So, By my oh. teeth. <laughs> By my teeth, yep. that's right. Yep, that's part of the show. If you haven't seen the concert, I hate to be a spoiler for you, but anyway, so uh, Brian and Michael, if y'all call in, just press one so we'll know it's you so we can introduce you and get you started, and uh, we're looking forward to that, of course. Again, if you're new to the show, you want to call in, 646-716-9262. So, Cruiser Mail, what else have yes. we got in the Todd world that we haven't talked about already? What what have we not mm. talked about? Is that what you said? Yeah, I'll tell you one thing. So I did a lot of video last night. I thought I wasn't going to, but I just couldn't help myself. It's just such a wild show with the screen I wanted, and where I was sitting, and they weren't you know, policing it. I thought, well, what the hell? So a lot of them are just clips, but I have a few full songs. And the YouTube page is the T-H-E, Rungren Radio. If you go find that, you subscribe to it or just go there, you'll find all of the um, videos that I did. And then we have a video page on Facebook. Um, if you go to our Facebook, Todd Rungren, Rungren Radio, there's a link there. We'll show you how to find it. Um, but it's got tons of videos if you want to see from all kind of different fans. A lot of fun on that. And still waiting on the, the Dario brothers to call. If you do, just press 1 so we'll know it's you. And yeah. we have South Bend coming up next Tuesday, six days. If you're out of the loop, Rungan Radio promoting a Todd Rungan show, White Night Tour, in a fabulous theater called The Morris or Morris Performing Arts Center. We'd love to have you there. We've got a lot of people coming in from Chicago and people in Indiana and people from all over the place, uh, Missouri, California, Oregon, a lot of people coming in for that one because they know if Rungan Radio is doing it, we'll have some fun. There'll be a lot of cool people there. So the cool peeps, if you will, <laughs> or the freak parade, whatever you want to call it, uh, we'll be there. We're going to have a party right before the show at the hotel and the bar of the Doubletree, which is next to the venue. And 
it's an atrium according to Cruise Mail. Yes, but they're going to they're they're going to put some reserve signs for our group. Uh, we'll take over half of the bar, and then also some uh, you know of those tall cocktail tables, whatever they call them. So mm-hmm. uh, there will be a place uh, you'll be able to order food. The menu looks really good, and uh, uh, you know come and have some food and frolicking with all the other R R P. What about the special Rungan Radio drink, Cruiser Mail? Oh yes, we got them. Yeah. To, we got them to uh, create a special dr- or a drink special for our group, and it's going to be a martini special. And you can have your choice of two vodkas. One is the Three Olives vodka. The other one is something called like New Amsterdam or something. It'll be a full-size martini, and you it doesn't have to be a plain martini. You can get a Cosmo or the Sour Apple or any of those. And it'll be a $5 yep. drink special, which is a big discounted price just for us. Yep, we'll have a little area roped off, and you can get water if you don't want to drink or soda, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. So, all right, I think we have the, the Dario brothers with us. I hope the technology is up to speed on phones because sometimes when we try to do two people together, it's a little odd. But we're going to try it out, see how Blog Talk can handle it. Michael, Brian, are you with us? Hello? Hello. Hello. How's yeah. it going? Hey, you can hear us? Oh, well, how are you guys doing? Does Is the uh, the martini that you guys have, does that is that any relation to uh, – I saw at the City Winery show, I saw Todd drinking a martini. He loves them. <laughs> he loves martinis, That's, straight up. Is that, yep. why, is that why Different. it's the uh, official drink of the Rungren radio crew or whatever? <laughs> yes. That is correct. Yes, right. yes, young man. It. So uh, kind of been a Todd fan thing for a long time because he – Actually, for his birthday, he had it at his house out in Hawaii, and he actually made martinis for fans. I freaking knew it. Don't put anything or anything. He'll he'll give you grief if it's not a straight up good old martini. But we better quit talking about martinis with these young men. Move on to something else real quick. You guys are heading out tomorrow, getting back on the road. Yeah, you are My correct. God. We've got a show at these. Where the music. The Music Hall of Williamsburg. Yeah. So we appreciate you coming on the night before you're heading out. I, I, I hope you got caught up. I know you've been at home for a while, according to your, your uh, Papa Twig. So y'all all relaxed and ready to get back out? <laughs> yeah, we're pretty ready. We we uh, we ran a bunch of errands today, you know. Like, uh, what did <laughs> yeah, we like do, what? Brian? Well, we went to Best Buy. I went to Best we went Buy. To I tried to get some. We went to Five and Below. I tried to get some headphones, you know. Uh, yeah. What else? I don't know. I got like a a MIDI keyboard for like a, a laptop. I got so I can do some stuff like in the van, like just port a portable keyboard so that I can. I don't necessarily just have to not do anything when we're uh, on the road. So, yeah, that, that should be so let's good. talk about that for a minute. You said a van. Uh, so yeah, I, I would imagine since y'all do different uh, place, you go so many different places. I mean, do you, sometimes have you guys been on tour buses with other bands, or are you constantly doing a, the we same did, van, uh, or you rent? We did one, yeah, we did one tour in Europe where half of the tour we did a tour bus. You know, it's whatever is economical. Like uh, we did, we did half of the tour on a tour bus um, with another band. Yeah, like you said, but but. We prefer uh, 
you know, a van and, and hotels because uh, it just requires you, you got to get up at a certain time. And I don't know, when we were in the tour bus, I was having, I was sleeping like, you know, right until sound check and stuff, you know, <laughs> which is like five <laughs> o'clock, you know. Yeah. And it's just, uh-huh. it's not even like, it's just because the daylight doesn't wake you up because you got a little curtain and like, you don't have to get up for a uh, van call because you don't have to uh, leave the hotel at a certain time. Yeah, but it'd probably be nicer in America. It'd be okay to have a tour bus. It's just like more, it's really disorienting when you, you know, get up and then you don't know where everybody is. Everybody's in the venue and like, uh, if you walk outside, you're in the, you're in like, Paris all of a sudden. Or, or like Amsterdam or something like that. And you don't, you can't ask anybody anyway, you know. <laughs> I don't know. So have you, everybody, who drives this band? Everybody speaking the French. Huh? The tour who drives your van? The tour manager usually drives the van. Yeah. And then when we, when you have a bus, a, you have a bus driver. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Y'all have done a bus. A big bus. Yeah. Gotcha. A big tour bus. So I would, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it was very big in as far as buses, tour buses go. You know, like yeah. it was, it was pretty cramped in there with the uh, was, other it bands. It ended it up being good, like, though. yeah, it was fun. Partridge Family Bus. I, yeah, like no. I, I don't know about that. No, <laughs> it was so perfect. <laughs> All right, so. We got the tour thing down. Have y'all got to ride the? Uh, I guess if you haven't, you will. So, you, have you done some on the Eurorail? Have you been able to do some train over in Europe? Or a yeah, little Euro, bit, like we Euro. did the Eurostar. Yeah, Eurostar. Mm-hmm. We went. Oh. You know, we've been a little bit. It's kind of like you know a lot of it's. I guess they have like a drinking section on the. Well, they have like a bar, yeah, like the bar, like, all that. like a party environment. Yeah, it looks like the train. a Yeah, I heard a, when we were next to the uh, bar area. Uh, one of the times we were there, we sit, we were sitting near the bar area, and it was really loud. Like a lot of people, like seemed like they were partying in there. <laughs> with hey, radio, yeah, with sometimes with radio folks, who knows? We're we're a rowdy Maybe we got a lot of folks. By the way, going to come see you guys over there in Europe. Uh, gonna come check it out. You're um, cool. you're popular with the Tide fans. What? We're gonna try to make you more popular with Tide fans. You'll have a lot of gray hair showing up for your concerts. You'll know who they are. You guys should have the you know your own Todd section and you know hold up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Focus off a section. Make sure you play some you know these words and stuff like that for everybody. So all right, so I wanna um, hey, I wanna can, go can back to uh. We'll, we'll, We'll get into the music, of course, but I like I want to find out about you guys because your your uh, whole thing is just it's not it's pretty unusual and it's a great story. Um, you know, it just seems like you guys are just uh, you're still just good old you know kids that stay at home and love your parents and hang out and then go out on the road and um, kind of curious what it's like. Being at home with Papa Twig and Mama Twig, I know they're both, you know, musicians, and they taught you a lot about that. But, you know, is it just do y'all talk business all the time, or you just goof off? I mean, what, what's it like being in the home of the D'Addarios? Well, I hate it when any when they bring up the Lemon Twigs because it's, you know, the last thing I want to hear at home. Okay. So when they when 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 everybody wants to talk about that at home, I I, I try to shut it down. I try to talk about what we're watching on the TV and stuff. 
you know. Yeah. Yeah, we usually don't talk. We uh, usually don't talk about. It. We try to talk about it as little as possible. Yeah. We try. Uh, okay. we, yeah, we don't really uh, talk uh, business too much, but we talk music a lot, you know. And uh, just though, not I, necessarily about the lemon twig, just music like you did growing up, talking about music. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean. Because that stuff is boring to talk about anyway, you know. On the, you know, <laughs> with the with the parents, yeah, and it's boring for us. Yeah. But it's nice to have, uh, you know, uh, like my mom is kind of, if I have a certain question about something involving the mm-hmm. uh, business stuff, because it's all kind of just managing my own finances is like uh, new to me just in general. Mm-hmm. So I'll ask her about certain things that I, I don't know about. And she's always willing to help and stuff. So obviously, cause mm-hmm. she's a, Do y'all get real homesick when you're on the road parent. so much. Yeah, I, for sure. I mean, I've, I'm kind of like the last month we've had like home, I'm kind of honestly kind of ready to, to, to not be home for a little bit because, uh, I, I, I'm just kind of a little bit bored right now. We know what you mean. But uh, we got you. Yeah. yeah, we know what you mean. Um, yeah. Okay. So moving out of the house, yeah. I, I, I like. Uh, so I, I want to know what it's like because you know I'm, I'm just a wasn't wasn't a rock star. You're, you're in. You're you're at school. Did you go to a performing arts school or did y'all go to just a public school, private school? What kind of school did you go to? Um, you know, ninth through twelfth grade or whatever. Your high school. Where, where when you, you especially to, when you started uh, band. Well, we we went to a a public elementary school, then a public middle school, and then at in high school, uh, I went to the Hicksville High School public public school. Yeah, yeah my my whole like my whole the... four year. Uh, well, I only had three years in high school because I did the the last year of high school. I did uh, night school and did extra school so I could get out as a junior. You know. Instead of as a senior, right. So graduated mm-hmm. a year. Right? Mm-hmm. So I graduated a year early, and then Brian, his last year of high school, well, he'll tell you about it. I, I went to this like, um, like performing arts high school uh, for about a year, uh, half, half of the day. Of, half of the day. Um, <laughs> and it wasn't really like you know, it wasn't really very formal. Uh, it was like a very like relaxed uh, kind of school. You know, yeah, I don't think mm-hmm. I really took too much from it, except for maybe a little bit extra the theory. Yeah. And then I was kind of introduced to like a couple operas that I like. But other than that, I didn't really take too much from it, you know. So it was like. Yeah, yeah so when you're at home right now, cool. uh, do your do your high school buddies, besides the ones that are, you know, have been in your band, and all, do they come by your house and, and how do they treat you if you're you know, out and about in town, are you just just like you were? They go, wow, man, you guys are big now, or you're getting big, or well, the just uh, business as the usual in, in high school. Well, some of the kids in the high school are kind of annoying, you know, like uh, they act like, <laughs> you know, even though they weren't that nice and stuff, they act like, you know, we're like best friends. Yeah, so uh, they're kind of oh yeah, you know, and it's mm-hmm. not like it's not like we're you know we're not freaking like. like the Beatles, right? Yeah, like we ain't big. Like we're not, you know, not even like I don't know, not yeah, even a lot like, of things. There's a lot of things that are way, way bigger. And the, but that, but since they're, I guess there's not really anything going on in Hicksville. And then there, the the last thing to go on in Hicksville is Billy Joel, and I and you know they never see him. They don't see him around. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, you guys always, down. Like when we were doing movies when we were kids, they were always like, you know, interested in that. Stuff. They, the only thing that distracted them from my clothes or anything like that was the fact that when I went to the bathroom and there were some of the, you know, kind of like jockey, jockey kids or all, or just standoffish kids. Like they, the only reason they wouldn't really say anything about that or they would say something that they wouldn't be that mean was because it was about like, the way you dress. Yeah. Because they would go like, you know, yo, you was in that movie, right? And I'll be like, you know, <laughs> Well, you had long hair back then. I saw one of the movies you were in with Ethan Hawke. You know, you had the long hair, and so the kids yeah, at school, they, you should tell them, hey, I'm in a movie, right? That's what. Yeah. yeah, but they kept asking about that stuff, you know, to right up until, mm-hmm. you know. That somebody stopped me in the mall, the Hicksville Mall, because um, the Broadway Mall, uh, a month ago, and not because of the band or anything, but because uh, he remembered me from school, and then, he goes, uh, you know, um, yo, this kid was in a movie, dude. And then the other, the other kid who had never met me was like, yo, you got a big nose. And I was like, what the hell, man? And like, I was like, this is not school. You don't say something like that to somebody. And in, in like, you know, we're 18 now, whatever. This is not cool. Yeah. I was like, you're, you know you're going to you get got the best of me. Not worry about that. <laughs> so you dress yeah, like, okay, I, so I want to. You dress like you do. Okay, so there's two two ways you dress according to something I read the other day. You you were dressing what Todd fans would call uh, you know, glam rock a little bit. But then I read somewhere where you quit doing that because you thought it was taking away the focus from the music. Is that correct? And did you dress glam rock kind of in high school or was it just different enough to annoy jocks? Well, it was it was just uh yeah, it was it's whatever I'm into at the moment. So it was a variety of things. I mean, yeah, it was li- it was literally just that it was different, or you know, bell bottoms or something like that. You know, just even that. Anything that, I mean, I still had like a mullet and stuff in high school and stuff, but not not the whole <laughs> all the year. I mean, I remember in in middle school just having really really skinny jeans, and then some dude saying those are those are for girls, dude. <laughs> like parachute pants. I, like, oh, I love the the kids that would inform you that like um you know you looked uh quote unquote gay or whatever like to like inform you like hey just so you know yeah like, like they were helping us out right? thanks like, <laughs> like like Brian had some skeleton shoes and some kid said you know yeah. those are those are gay and then he was like hmm. oh whatever dude like where's the guidebook for how to yeah. Well, what, yeah was so, people. how did y'all pick speak of these uh these outfits? What uh, do, does somebody do this, or you create it your own? Like the, the video for these words, um, you know, y'all have some pretty outrageous, fun, fun outfits. And same thing, you know, at least Michael, as for as long as we're together, y'all pick those out, or is that something that somebody video director goes, we want you to do this? Well, it's collaboration, really. I mean, real they know. Uh, what we're going for, whatever, and then they try to find things for us, and we kind of pick from that. Yeah, I think what, like the reference that we gave for uh, the these words video to the director mm-hmm. was this Nick Lowe video for uh, "Cool to Be Kind," where the whole concept uh-huh. he goes to a wedding, 
you know? And that's uh-huh. well, like the whole the wedding, or he gets, ma- he he gets, gets married. He gets married. We're like, but that's the whole concept for the video. So it's really like it can be summarized in that, yeah, that short of a way or whatever. It's not well, it's super high. Well, in the video. It's just like it's the same as the these. Uh, there's, there's just some things happen, some scenes happen that don't necessarily have. But he came. But Brooke Linder, the director, came with us with the whole like uh, colonial co- colonial uh, concept or whatever. So. We thought it was like an e- an easily digestible idea, and it wasn't like pretentious or anything. Yeah. And then so. the second video, the the as long as we're together video, like the the uh, stylist, this lady Shirley Gerada, I believe she was she she got that winged jacket and stuff. She just got a bunch of amazing stuff. So is she the one that yeah. was responsible for the clear plastic cowboy hat? Oh yeah, she, that she was cool. I love that. Yeah, we love that too. And then Adam was. Well, uh, oh yeah, Adam. Oh yeah, and then we, this guy Adam Siegel did the all the clear lucite guitar and well, and then the lucite guitar, the and the props and props and all that. Well, Adam and Tina. Yeah, and so I don't. It was like the the crew and the director uh, Autumn. Uh, they were they were pretty much behind uh, that video, you know. And we just said, well, oh you, yeah, yeah. Oh. You guys, though, I mean, even even videos are somewhat old school. Not a lot of people do those anymore. It used to be back in the day, it was everything, you know, and then it just kind of disappeared, and now MTV doesn't even show videos necessarily. But you've already got three videos from a brand-new album. I mean, who, who – somebody – your dad couldn't, you know, couldn't, couldn't give me a, a information. Somebody is driving this that just is uh, – um, you know, must really like you guys and helping y'all do all these things. I mean, you're traveling across the world. You got three videos. Yeah, we had promoted label, like our label. Our label is really um. Uh, they're really they're banking on us, you. They're betting on they you guys. Also, time. Yeah, they put. They sort of. They kind of do that, you know. Like they're the whole beggars group. That was kind of one of the things we liked about uh, 4AD is that you know they're like. Uh, they're willing to put. We've seen before well, that with little, artists like yeah. put put some money behind an artist. Yeah, and, and they have some money to to because they've had so much success. Like the Beggars Group also is has XL, so they have Adele and Adele, Radiohead. and now they have Radiohead and stuff. So they have some money to mm-hmm. take risks with, and so they they so they can put money into the video promotion and, and the videos but, and stuff. Yeah. Promotion. See, you guys. I think. Man, I know. I'm sure you, your dad has told you, but that, that's. It's it's really different from where everybody else is going, and, and that to have a, to say in 2016, 2007, you have a record company investing in a band that's pretty much was unknown is not the norm these days. Now everybody's talking about you got to go tour to make money. Nobody sells records anymore. But nobody does videos anymore. It's like you're going back in time and doing the things that everybody used to do, and it and and it's working. Apparently, you're you're just you guys well, on fire. It, I can't believe it. How many places you're going? To, uh, you do have to tour to make any real money. I mean, we haven't really, uh, you know, we're only making as much as we have to spend right at the moment. It's not like sure. you don't you, you can't. It is touring, but but it but about getting. Uh, a little bigger and stuff. The other, I think the other things, you know, you need the other things too. 
Maybe people mm-hmm. like if we 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 definitely could not decide right now to not tour. Yeah, you know, we would like, be screwed if we, we would said let's not. Tour. We'd just be cutting off any potential that you know the record could well, have at this point and future records too, probably. You know, that's how people. They, but that, you put I an album out. That, you know? Yeah, then they go I out like and tour that. to promote the album, and apparently that's what the the record company is is got to be. You know, that's what they're interested in is you selling records. So it's just like the way it used to be, which is uh, nothing wrong with that. It's great. It's just really out there. It's totally different, which is a lot of of, of what you guys are. You're a lot different, and I think that's one of the reasons you're popular too. But I mean, what what would you, um, you know, how how do you guys feel like you're, you know really big right now are you kind of you know just getting started i know there was some talk that you might want to go back into acting sometime but you're you're looks like you plan on doing this long term i think right or at least for a pretty good while yeah well we're investing time and and you know effort and stuff but i don't i mean i don't think we're that i don't know there, there there's it's there's a long it's a long way to go well you're you know, playing with some bands mean? i mean i, I don't a long know time and a long way to go yeah. <laughs> Long way to go. Ahead, go. We won't hear you singing here. Yeah. Well, somehow you guys got yourselves on the bill to play at Coachella, which of course we're going to want to talk about the Rundgren thing. But I, I wanted to know if you, did you guys spend any time at Coachella checking out other bands? Not really. We, we, because I would look through the list, and a lot of the bands. Some of them I had heard of, and I knew that I wasn't gonna like that much. But then most of them I had no idea, and um, I should have kind of checked out more stuff just to see if I liked it. But I, I guess I yeah, figured told me to check out a few things, and I just didn't. But we were exhausted, man. Yeah, I mean, I think we just kind of wanted to to kind of hang out because that was right at the end of a kind of long stretch of touring, so. I didn't really feel like doing anything, you know. I felt like being home doing Coachella, but that's what made the like the Todd thing really kind of, you know, made the whole thing kind of worth worth it. You know, that was like the icing on the on the cake of the of the whole tour. You know, tell us how that happened. How, how uh, did y'all want to get Todd, or did Todd want to get with you guys, or how did that go down? Well, it kind of started with uh, our mom, uh, funnily enough, because it was Michael's uh, birthday, and uh, she uh, talked to our managers uh, about getting uh, tickets to see Todd at the, at the city city winery. City winery you know, the unpredictable uh, evening thing. Um, so, so then uh, Tobias, um, one of our uh, managers, uh, helped get tickets for it i guess because they knew someone from the venue from the venue i yes. guess they, uh, they knew somebody from the venue so we got tickets michael's knew- trying to speed up the story he thinks yeah. I'm, he thinks i'm uh dragging it i think you're spacing <laughs> out and you're just saying words i'm saying <laughs> the moments as they happen in my head yeah they they uh we were we uh watched well no we got in there oh uh, look who's stuttering now we got in there and um <laughs> This fella came up to us with, uh, you know, sunglasses, and uh, we didn't know who he was. And he was like, and he was like, uh, I know who you are. And then he was like, um, you, you can't 
meet him now, but maybe after. So then and we were like, what? We were like, huh? <laughs> so then we watched the show, and we were sitting right near uh, Michelle, and Michelle introduced herself, and uh, we watched the show, and it was really, really fun. And then we went, uh, somebody took us backstage. It was Michelle's face. Oh, yeah, Michelle took us backstage, and then we talked to Kasim and 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 uh, Todd. And, and we found and Kasim we found out Kasim liked the rec- our record a lot. And that was really cool. Yeah. Because we love, uh, yeah. you know, we love to face the music. Yeah, we love a few other utopias. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know what 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 else went. And then we, you know, we talked. Oh yeah, to him. and then we talked to him for a while, and and uh, then it, we just got a good vibe and stuff. And then we told our manager, and our manager said you should bring him up for Coachella. So then our manager got in contact with his manager, and Todd was into it. So then we just organized it over the phone, and then. We had this show in Pomona the night before um, that Coachella, like, books these shows for you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did this show the night before, and, and he came like down to, to to sort of just rehearse it. Yeah, so we rehearsed it a little bit at Soundcheck, played it that night, and then we played it the next day at Coachella. What a thrill. So your your dad said that Todd wanted to play something new, but y'all convinced him to do Couldn't I Just Tell You. Is that true? Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, we didn't, we we kind of had learned it already. Yeah, that like, was pretty much the thing. Like we 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 learned it. We were talking to him, and we were kind of set on doing it. But he 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 was fine with it. He just he suggested that we might do something new, and he sent us a new song because it was a uh, Let's Do This, and that has kind of a similar oh, great song, yeah, mm-hmm. vibe to. Couldn't I just tell you? So that's that's kind of that was kind of his thinking. Um, but I don't know. I, I I kind of felt like the, since we were on tour all, already that you know we might not be able to kind of uh, get together that other. Yeah, song we couldn't get that time. together, and also we just thought like for a festival crowd, you know, we 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 only play two songs that we figure anybody's gonna know. You know what I mean? Sure. And, and and we we couldn't really like you know. We weren't going to play, uh, you know, like uh, a ridic- like one of the ridiculously huge ones, but we, we wanted to play uh, something that, that maybe people would know just because, you know, you don't. Yeah, I good don't know. choice. Those no people, doubt. especially the, the festival crowd, especially is like, and for Coachella, mm-hmm. those people, they're not a particularly uh, adventurous yeah. crowd. <laughs> I think uh, they want to hear what they want to hear. Probably. I can imagine. Well, I'm glad you guys got to play it. That's great. I know you're doing Bonnaroo and everything else. It's amazing. I mean, they come because they want to wear their clothes, you know, it's not even the Coachella crowd is like, you know, literally about wearing your cool hippie clothes and neo hippie clothes. It's really weird. You don't even need. (laughs) Now they'll never invite us back. (laughs) Fine with Coachella, it's over. I doubt that. I saw some video and uh, looked like the crowd was really into you guys. Yeah, guy. For the first time, a guy with short hair and big muscles pointed gave me the rock and roll uh, sign with his hand. <laughs> the devil horns. Yeah. Devil horns, man. Yeah, that's that was, awesome. Yeah. I think the thumb was in it as well. I don't well, know. That's like you, love. That's like love. I love you. I don't think he was saying that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's like Jimmy Snow. So what? Um, 
What is it? What is it like for you guys? You know, when you, I know you, your your gigs are all over the place. I've seen you play in small places. I know you've done these giant festivals. You know, how is it interacting? I mean, do you have a lot of interaction with fans? People come meet you after. Or people try. You got any stalkers yet, or women that are crazy no, about you that make bass player mad, anything like to, that? <laughs> we kind of used to go uh, out a lot more, but the, our our tour managers kind of has told us that it's better for merch and stuff to not go out and. Also, you it's kind of like not as social as it was before, but like I think um, that um, it's easier to in in the states, especially yeah, in yeah. smaller venues, because you don't. We're just mm-hmm. a smaller band here too. Like yeah, exactly. Uh, I so like in like bigger venues, it's it's I usually go out at the very end when it's like a reasonable amount of people where I can talk to, actually have like a conversation instead of like only. Um, take pictures because i like like talking to people you know but like when uh-huh. there's like so many people you have to go like uh and then move on to the next person uh just to get like so that you're not like missing anybody which is fine uh-huh. I, I do that a lot too me and danny usually go out um but michael uh sometimes stays and i'll bring like if someone really wants to meet him then i'll i'll, I'll bring him out and, and stuff you know michael's like a like the case i don't know like the um, uh, I just I just lost one. <laughs> he's like the special the spe- he's like the special uh, thing that you keep locked in a cage and then you 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 let him out sometimes. You let him out, Tom. I don't who's really playing? Think that uh, yeah, what's the music in the Michael, background? Is that Papa Twig or is that one of you guys? No, that's Michael. Uh, I'll put it down. <laughs> no, you're fine. We're just curious what it was. Um, you know. We'll we'll try to be a little more entertaining for you. The um, so y'all y'all don't have so you're you're actually not going out as much as you used to for the per management advice. Yeah, kind of. I mean, not really. It doesn't really matter. You can do whatever you want. It's, there you go. Uh, it's it's more like it's more like just in in Europe. Uh, um, I don't know. Do you sell? Do y'all sell the CD there there? Uh, at the shows? Do you know? Can you get your CD? Okay, great, great. So I've we got we got a caller, but before that, I do want to talk to you about your um your cassette. I won't call it a CD, but I know (laughs) from what I read anyway, you guys seem to be like you're not that pleased with it. It wasn't what you want to be or what you wanted to become. But it yeah. sold really fast, and people seems to be a demand for it. I mean, you, do you guys? Um, well, how, how how do you think about that now? I mean, what do you about the the, the well? We just this is the this is the thing about it. Like we don't, you know, not that we would make any real money off of it anyway. But we don't want to sell it. We don't really want our, you know, brand associated with it. But if people want to illegally download it, that's fine. You know, I understand that people want to hear it and stuff. I just, I don't, I, I just don't like it. And so it's like very, you know, that was when I was really like, you know, fourteen. So that yeah. you don't like any of it. I mean, maybe even, maybe even part of part of it. I might have been thirteen. It's like, no, I just, yeah, I don't really like it very much. I think it was like, it, it was kind of like. Uh, we always kind of wrote straight popish songs or 
or those songs like on on the Do Hollywood album, they're really overflowing with ideas. Like they're, but they're almost pop songs. They're not really too psychedelic anyway. I think we were trying to do that psychedelic thing, and I think it sounds like we're trying too hard, and I don't think it's <laughs> genuine. Uh, uh, I, I feel well. less harsh about it, and um, I feel like there are some pretty good songs on it, and I think it's. Like it's entertaining for me to listen to uh, because we were really into that kind of like I, don't, I was really into like the like Sid Barrett Pink Floyd stuff and uh, mm-hmm. like the last song on, on it was like I just heard some like of the ambient Brian Eno albums and I wanted to do something like that so that kind of thing I don't take it super seriously the 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 album but I. And like I'll listen to it sometimes because I think it's funny to think of where my head at was at at the time, you know. But Michael also tends okay. to really hate uh, stuff that he does like a year after he but did. But Brian it. is a little older, you know, too. It's it's I don't I mean I know people say like my dad says that age doesn't factor into it, but I I think you know I don't know I don't know I don't really think. I knew uh, Todd's got a little what? bit of that in him, and Chasm's that you know never satisfied kind of thing after an album kind of deal. Uh, we've seen it before, but I I, I do have uh, I don't want to do it if you don't want me to, but I, I do have a 48 second clip of one of the songs that I think Todd fans would would like to hear because it sounds so much to me like the Naz. Are y'all familiar with the Naz? Yeah. yeah. Well, you can do you whatever you like. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna play this. This is the corners. Is that one all right? You like that one all right? Corners I was locked behind? Yeah, that one's one of Brian's. That? That's fine. All right, cool. All right, here we go. All right, folks, tell me in the chat room if you think this sounds like Naz at all or Naz influence. Here we go. reminds yeah, me of a, of a Todd Rundgren production, which was the, was it, was it 12 Rods that did the, that okay. kind of dreamy sound? Mm-hmm. 12 Rods yeah. was one of the productions, yeah. And that, that, uh, the voice, uh, Brian's, it, you know, um, reminds me a lot of Todd's second album, Ballad of Todd Rundgren, which I know y'all probably heard. It's, it's one of my favorites. Of yeah, that's my, favorite. that's my favorite. He probably doesn't have that album. voice anymore, so. But oh, you could sing that. Uh, you would, you would. I think you would own it. But um, you know, there's the, the album's got That's a mix flattered. of different things. I really thought that one sounded like Nas, which is um, fun, fun for Todd fans. You know, little memories, cool memories. So we got a caller. We're gonna take that. We're gonna play. I'm gonna play some new stuff too. We're gonna definitely play a clip from these words because 
and we'll talk about that too about you guys getting compared to Todd and that's how how we kind of found you and um uh, the rest is history. So here we go. This is Chris from Missouri. He's a frequent caller. Chris, what you got? Oh, nothing much. Just uh, wanted to say uh, hi and uh, saw you're going to be playing one of my all-time favorite venues, Shuba's in Chicago after Lollapalooza. Oh, cool. cool. What's it like, that venue? <laughs> it's tiny. It is so I tiny. It is. It is... It's it was a one it was a two lane manual pin setting bowling alley, so it's this long thin room, and there's no way onto the stage except through the crowd or out onto the street. Okay, cool. Uh oh, nice. <laughs> it's, uh, it's just it's but it's an amazing amazing place, and uh, I've seen so many astounding shows there. And then uh, I missed seeing you guys when you played the uh, the empty bottle in Chicago, which is at it's you might if you recall it was in the corner and the whole oh, okay. you know the the audience is is in like one direction or another direction you know the yeah, left there's the bar the right there's the there's the soundboard so yeah i it was, like uh, kind of a lot it's got like <laughs> a high stage and uh-huh. uh, but it's you know pretty tight you know i think that was one of my favorite shows of the tour actually that that show cool um, that's the that's the when we we got to hang out with uh, Spencer and Jeff. No, 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 that was no, no, that was the that was the last time we were in Chicago. Oh, well, when did you play before the, then? Um, before then we play we opened no, for was, Sun. No, before that we opened for uh, Sunflower no, Bean. No. What? I don't think so. No. Yeah, maybe. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, Sunflower Bean at. Um, Oh, what was it called? Uh, oh, are you allowed to? Oh, wait, am I allowed to swear? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just in my living room. Yes, you can. No swearing. Yes, we're not at gay regulated. <laughs> wait, what? Is this serious? As long as Papa Twig doesn't get mad, you can swear all you want on the show. It's perfectly okay, legal. Well, I won't do it too much. I'll keep. I know it's a classy uh, show, so I'll. Hey, wait, yeah. What, what was, I'm trying to think of the other thing. It's um. I'm sorry, I can't remember the other. Venue. It was a bigger place. It was like a. It was part of like a place. Part of a festival, I think. I don't okay. think it's not a festival. But that would so, have been Chris, festival. are you going to this we show? We've been there three times. I'm going to be in St. Louis that night. Unfortunately, when it, it, it came in by a song kick this uh, this morning, and it's like, oh, great, oh, crap. <laughs> and then uh, you've got an opening gig before Lollapalooza. Um, at a place called uh, the Aragon Ballroom, uh, uh, okay. I believe, which is bizarre. <laughs> it's it's upstairs, and in order to get uh, any equipment in there, it all has to be raised and lowered into the alley by a forklift. <laughs> so uh, make sure you get to uh, make make sure you get to the Aragon way early. And it's uh, it's right next to the train tracks. <laughs> people for that, man. I got people for that. It's all good. So y'all, well, I don't know. If, you're, if, you're do, if, if you're traveling, if you're traveling via van, you'll generally have to load in your own stuff or at least help. <laughs> That's absolutely true. Got we you, we've got one person helping. Depending on the venue, um, sometimes they'll have uh, people that will help. Uh, depending on how, if it's like a club, then. We just yep. load in all the stuff ourselves. It was fun when we did the show with uh, Todd. He was kind of, uh, he kind of thought it was funny how we were, 
you know, loading in our equipment ourselves and stuff, I remember, you know, because uh, it's just funny like <laughs> that you can get a lot of attention, but, you know, it doesn't equal, you know, money to pay a bunch of uh, well, rakes, road, stage hands and stuff. It's the difference between making it's it's a difference between making a living on the road and not making a living on the road. You know, yeah, you'd like to have a guitar tech, but that's a whole salary you got that's got to come out of uh, your earnings. So yeah, yeah. So let me give you a little history here. This is how everybody Um, does uh, it in the in the in the indie world. world, This is how everybody does it. We don't don't do it in the real world. Yeah. anybody else? Gotta earn your keep. So October 21st, 2016, the Lemon Twigs opened for Sunflower Bean in Lincoln Hall in Chicago with Joe ah, Bordanero and the Late Bloomers. Yeah, that was, there you go. That was it. Uh, I, I, I'd be shocked if you don't get moved out of out of Shuba's because it's just way too small. It's smaller than the Double Door. Well, it, it, I've been in a small venue and it worked out just fine. It, well, Shuba's holds maybe 200 people if you grease them up. Perfect. That'll be fun <laughs> for the guys. And you know after playing we're going to grease them up. And you know, you <laughs> and you know I'm going to grease them up, man. I'm gonna, <laughs> you know I'm going to get those people greasy and just squeezed in there. Maybe I'll get 300. Okay. I have grease on there. As long as the ceiling's high enough for you to jump. That's the main thing. Well, yeah. uh, it's the same. It's the same Booker as as Lincoln Hall. So I wouldn't be at all surprised if you wind up getting moved to Lincoln Hall. So no, not going to happen. I don't know. When, uh, you know, thing. I I don't really I don't really have a preference, but it, I mean it'll be uh, cool either way. You know. Well, it'll how many fine. people do you carry uh, on on your on your van? Right. I so your band. If I'm if they're light enough, I can carry about two. <laughs> um, no, I mean okay. on, on, on your on your tour. So it's it's your band and then a road manager it's and it's our band and one tour manager and yeah one tour manager. Okay. And then um, yeah that's that's all that's yeah that's what it is. That's Probably handles is. the merch too. You're so. up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I know I know how it goes. I, I've got I've got friends who pay, play two hundred more dates a year, and uh, I, I'm you know <laughs> I'm pretty yeah. pretty well aware Have, having a record contract doesn't doesn't mean tour support anymore. No, That's for them. Well, no. well, it's, well it's, you're it's lucky lucky, lucky if you got it. <laughs> but not not at this no, not at this point. Yeah, it, when not, we were first yeah. starting, they yeah, they but did, it's a very small amount. of I mean, you you don't want it anyway. It's you got to pay it back. You don't want it anyway. Yeah, yeah, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> it's a bad loan. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Well, it so- sounds like you're not, you know, you're not getting, uh, you know, you're not going to get the traditional hosing. You know, if you're uh, if you're aware of all this and you're you're keeping track of all of it, and uh, it sounds like you are. It's like, oh yeah, I get to ride in a bus. Well, yeah, you could, uh, you know. <laughs> You could take the bus in any city in America and uh, save yourself, you know. <laughs> but if you get a van, yeah, just uh, so just a van and it, uh, and trailer tour. They got it down to a science. Uh, yeah, I don't even think we. Oh, I, don't I don't think, think we, we have a trailer. I don't I think, think we're oh, okay. stuffing it all in a mini and not a mini. No, van, not a mini. Stuffing it all in a uh, you know a van with the okay. seats. We've got we've not got very much equipment really. Yeah. Um, well, cool. 
Well, hey, I always I, you know I like seeing people with a with a reasonable and and healthy view of how all this uh, you know of the realities of uh, <laughs> of the music business. You know that it it uh, it says that you'll be able to uh, you know to you're in it for the long you know for the long run. Uh yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'd like to get more into uh, um. See, see about other ways of uh, making a living. Just because I, w- I'd like to make as many records as as we can. And kind of the problem that we're having now is uh, we've got material for two records, um, mm-hmm. and we we barely have enough time right now to, to finish, finish the finish the first of the two. And we're writing more songs on top of that. So when we have time to, I'd like to have a substantial. Uh, chunk of time just to get caught up you know um because what's going to end up happening is we're going to get be sick of uh the songs mm-hmm. before we even tour them you know <laughs> and uh there's nothing more fun than playing like a you know song that's just come out and is still new to you mm-hmm. for for an audience yeah. you know um and we haven't had that experience pretty much all the songs have been oldies even when they were first yeah cause when they were first released the record is already two years old you know oh, two years wow. old to us we, we, we when is your next one coming out you got an idea uh not not for a while i mean it won't We've, come out because you know the, the 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 record labels have a whole schedule that they plan out the year so then right. they can't really they don't they only release they don't release things at the same time because they need mm-hmm. enough money to to back it up, you know, whatever. So they, but y'all are playing some new stuff at the at the at the concerts already, right? Couple, you know, like one or two of the songs. Well, we play we play EP songs that are on this EP that's supposed to come out like in around September. Yeah, yeah, but around mm-hmm. September. But like that that's very old too. That was that EP was recorded right around the time of the record, so I would have <laughs> been newly sixteen or still fifteen, you know. So it's not very mm-hmm. like you know. Yeah, that's all. We we we've written oh. a lot of stuff since then, and and advanced a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, in our opinions. Well, maybe maybe well, you'll you know the summertime, of course, is is the big tour season. So maybe once that's over, y'all have a little bit of downtime where you can you know record some of this stuff. Yeah, so I mean, we've recorded some stuff in this month that we've had uh, off the month of May. So. Um, but nothing's uh, com- you know complete because we want to. We're not really settling um, for as much as we were before because we before the record that we did was recorded in like twelve days. The you know vast majority of it. Um, uh, so that gave it its sense, you know, some spontaneity. But it just won't be possible to record this record like that, you know. Um, but I forget what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, well... Is it just you guys now? I mean, you're writing the music. Do you have the, the rest of the uh, Danny and the other people helping you, or are they getting involved in the writing, or is it just going to be the, the two brothers? It's just it's just us, but we, we have, you know, like, sometimes Danny and our friend Thomas from our old band, MOTP, will come and do some background vocals with us. Um, my dad plays drums on one of the tracks on our new, on the the, the thing that we're working on. 
mm-hmm. just because I wanted to do it live. So I played guitar. Brian played bass. We we don't we we do it. You know, it's it's not that it's us. It's like you know, we're coming up with the parts. Who better to play it than than us? You know, and the people that come and up then with the if parts. if somebody uh, can play it better than me, then I'm happy to let them play it. But there's something about you know, I don't know. You know what you're looking for. Yeah, and that's the easiest, shortest way to do it. And nowadays, you know, plenty of bands that do. Yeah, I mean, Todd would have been one of the first people to start that whole thing. You know, you just do, if you can do it, you know, what's the thing that everybody says? You know, you go on something done right, do it yourself, you know. Do it yourself. So do you guys serve you, as your own producer, or or do you hand it off well, for when this it's next record? We, we we did it for the EP we produced, and then for our next record we're producing in our basement. We got a 24 track and stuff, but but uh, our friend Rado from Foxygen uh, produced our first record. Who he's the one who got us into Todd. Oh, he is. It wasn't your dad. Yeah. Our dad, oh. uh, our dad, probably you know, played us a couple songs. Yeah, but not really. He, he knew. He knew. He, he, I mean, he obviously knew of Todd and and uh, you know, when we were getting into it, he was like, "Yeah, of course I know this stuff," you know. But yeah. he, he, it wasn't one of the things he really introduced to us. He, he, uh, I mean, yeah. That's all. Yeah, yeah. He 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 showed you the way with the with the Beatles and the Beach Boys and the, those yeah. type of bands. He got um, his top stuff, and he really, uh, you know, he doesn't really obsess over much else. He really likes Beatles, Beach Boys, Procol Harum, and and some Frank Sinatra, and mm-hmm. it's like he he really doesn't uh, bad finger. But it's really not like past that. He knows all of those people's like because he he was there and he's a music guy and he always knew what was going on with music. But he he doesn't like obsess much outside of that. I I and Brian and I often go through phases of obsession with like certain artists, you know, and then it's kind of like part of us, and then we move on to something else, you know. Sure, that's what I do. At least. Mhm. And maybe that'll end one day when I've done it too many times. <laughs> <laughs> well, did, just just out of curiosity, did either one of you ever? I mean, here you guys are, very very young, uh, listening to the Beach Boys or the Beatles or Procol Harum, and did you have friends that were more into, say, I don't, I don't even know who the current artists are in your lifetime but artists from the last 10 years did they ever you know tease you guys and say why don't you listen to something you know current well i don't know i remember in uh in in elementary school like people kind of knew me as like this kid who liked the beatles like that was like a very weird thing but i would also try to talk to people about it all the time and like say like when I was really young, I would say, "Hey, do you want to play like the Yellow Submarine game?" Which was just something that I made up and expected everybody else to know what I was talking about. You know, that <laughs> you just pretend to be the Beatles. Yeah, that no one else wanted to play with me, but no one made fun of me really. That wasn't like 
it's not a I think it's kind of a difficult thing to make fun of. Like kids are stupid. They can't come up with like hey, you don't like M and M you know, like yeah. that's it's probably not even like I don't know. It's kinda of dumb. But I mean, recently we've gotten into well, I don't I'm I've gotten into like more modern uh artists, but it's not I've just always been that I've always known more older artists than newer artists, you know. Mm-hmm. But people that no one well, you have one of us for that. Yeah. So what are the yeah, you guys can... what are the Rundgren heads head like what are the Todd heads like what are your guys' top three bands? Like do you guys listen to other stuff? I'm sure or... it varies. <laughs> No, but I wonder. Like, no, uh, unless it sounds like Todd, they don't listen. So that's why Lemon Twigs are popular because you sound a little bit like Todd. <laughs> I don't know. A lot, a lot, a lot, of, the, uh, a lot of the Todd heads like the, head. the old uh, prog rock uh, Todd Rundgren stuff, yeah. the utop- the early Utopia stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. The, but they like so Grape Dead, Hollow Notes like is popular. Um, yeah, there's, there's the Beatles, of course, are super popular with Todd fans. Um, yeah. But the. Uh, Hollow Notes is a big one, and that's probably because of the Daryl connection. But you know, Steely Dan, anything that he produced Who? a lot of the time, anything that Todd produced, do you guys? Oh know? no, no doubt about that. Yeah, they give that a chance anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what about Patty Smith? The, that, that song, for example, that, that he wanted oh, they to do. Love Let's Patty do Smith. They love the Patty, yeah, Patty Smith. XTC, XTC was big. Because but she that loves song, Todd. Let's do this. Cool and she respects him. That's right. Yeah. She's cool and she mm-hmm. gets it, which is rare too for somebody like that because she's so like into like um, the coolness of the Stones and stuff, and and it's so cool that she gets the like you know the whole melodic thing and just the sincerity of the Todd thing. I think that's so cool that she gets that, even though she comes from a total. She seems like a totally different thing and usually likes things that aren't that vibe, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you what. I have always asked about Todd fans that they're very open-minded. They will give anybody at least one listen, and it's a very diverse group, but we just happen to like Todd and Utopia the best of all of our favorites. But I know I know a lot of the fans uh, took it very, very hard when David Bowie passed away, when Prince passed away. Um, yeah, they were sort of similar to Todd uh, in yeah. that you know playing all the instruments, writing every note, you know, all of that. Glam rock. Yeah, yeah. I, th- yeah, I think we're a diverse crew. Yeah. yeah. What about you guys specifically? What are your top three? <laughs> and I are eighty. <laughs> hey, we're interviewing you, man. Come on. I just saw you two twice. How about that? Okay, you like you so two? Todd, then you two. Then Hall and Yeah, Oates. well, that's just. Uh, I like work. anything from no, the. 80s. I like the cars. Yeah, the cars. Uh, the 80s stuff. Yep, cars are a great. Okay. One we like. And of course, uh, their keyboardist is touring with Todd right now. Coincidentally. Oh really? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Greg Hawks. Yep. Yeah. So, cars have a good. Lemon thing. twigs. Lemon twigs up there. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go see a guy, uh, a band called Jamiroqua. I bet you are familiar with Jamiroqua. Perhaps. Maybe. Oh, no, I'm not, I'm you ever not, seen the movie Napoleon Dynamite? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so you know the scene hey, where he's doing the – he does the dance. Oh. That's uh, the song, Stan Heat. That's by Jamiroquai. Oh. Yeah. 
yeah. Yeah, he doesn't come to the states. He goes. Uh, yeah, you got to leave the country if you don't see Jamiroquai. But anyway, who's uh? You, well, you guys got so many. There's not. You don't have. A, do you have a top three, or you just y'all are all over? Oh, place. I don't know if I have a top. If you got, if if we can exclude the Beatles and the Beach Boys, then it could actually be kind of interesting. <laughs> but, if, <laughs> but if you can't, then it's totally freaking like you know, the Beatles and the Beach Boys. Um, no, I don't care. I I really kind of only have. Uh, Top three at the time, uh, but I mean, well, not at the really. moment. What is it? Well, top three, excluding Beach Boys and Beach. I'm listening to a lot of uh, Oklahoma, Richard Rogers. I'm listening to a lot of uh, Stephen <laughs> Sondheim, a little night music. I'm asking about top three, though. And then uh, I'm listening to Healing a lot. Um, there you go. And then. Right on. Other than that, there's uh, this uh, artist, uh, Wise Blood, who's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm listening to, her, listening to her a lot. Um, I don't know. Michael? So, Brian, have uh, you ever oh. listened to uh, the Ballad of Todd Rundgren album, his second album? Yes. Yeah, that's, yes, that's a great that's, that's Michael's favorite. Oh, Yeah. I think you guys could own yeah, that. Well, what? That. How do you think? What do you think about these? Since y'all are, y'all are actors first, have you seen any of these these actors that have performed and tried to do you know become musicians like say uh, the Bacon Brothers? You familiar with them? Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Uh-huh. That's right. Jared Cheeto. I think uh-huh. uh, it's a bunch of malarkey, <laughs> and they never seem to quite cut it. And look at Billy. <laughs> what's his name? Billy. What's his name? Look at that freaking guy, Billy uh, Thornton. Billy, Billy Bob. Bob. That guy yeah. got so mad know. when somebody asked him about his uh, yeah, acting. Acted. Come on, man. But then he ended up being right because like that guy ended up going to like. Oh uh, yeah, that guy was. That the, guy ended up get losing his job because he was like. Uh, yeah, he was a predator. That's, he, I don't he, think he was a sexual. Pre- well, I don't know how what you would call it. I, he, he was harassing people he was in harassing the worst, workplace. So, so he, I guess he, he was pretty scummy. You so know? Uh, yeah, so Bill, Billy Bob is okay. Yeah, Billy Bob's okay because the guy who was doing that too ended up being kind of being a, a butthole hero. Yeah, but you know, Johnny 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 Depp, you know, he's like the famous one, you know. Where Wait, what he, are we talking about? We're that? talking about actor musicians. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Johnny Depp is Act- the famous one, and, and he talks about wanting to be like because everybody always wants to be like the, a musician instead. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I feel like the be cooler. It's kind of like kind of looked at as like the cooler profession but then again the grass is always greener but i would much rather be a musician (laughs) than an actor but we i remember we kind of michael would like not want to go for anything any audition that involves like music i remember yeah like any disney disney stuff like that that would involve music i would never like i would say like no to just even the audition a lot of the time when i was a kid you know because I didn't want people to think that that was like my identity as a musician. I was very scared when I was a kid of getting famous as an actor, even mm-hmm. though it's so hard to do and so many kids can be in a million things and you have no idea who they are. But for, I had an irrational fear of getting famous. So I wouldn't go on a lot of auditions just because I wanted to, if I was going to get famous, I had to do it with music. But you didn't want to get happen. pigeonholed as Marsha Brady or yeah. something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I really did. I was really scared of that, and it's an irrational fear because 
you know, I mean, as a kid, at least, I mean, if your music's good, it should work. And also, kids can be in things over and over again. You have no idea who they are. There's there's not that many famous kids. There's like, you know, 15 right now. And they're all in Stranger Things. And, yeah, they're all in Stranger Things. <laughs> there was one back in our day named Sean Cassidy who Todd actually ended up producing, but he had a fairly decent run at the music business, but it was short-lived. But yeah. he was probably told because he was an actor. You know, pretty boy. I mean, no one takes Corey right, Feldman's uh, music music seriously because he was uh, – <laughs> Have you seen – what was, do you think about Corey uh, Feldman's music? What, what, if that's what, what do you think it, about Corey Feldman? Think? Brian's kind of into it. He keeps I was watching, watching, watching Corey Feldman. <laughs> uh, his music's like – it's not exactly my style. It was more like electronic than I thought it was going to be. Did you get through the video all all the way through? Yeah. Uh, Were you able to watch? No, because I was. I wanted to see the interviews. I didn't sit through the music really, but um, Mm -hmm. I I respect anybody. You know, any musician. I respect every musician. You know, all of them. All of them. Every single one. Yeah. Well, oh, there's, gotta there's be different structure, for different folks. We've got to have all kind of different. Oh, uh, Charles sure. Manson. Charlie Manson. I don't respect Manson. I don't respect him. <laughs> he didn't do nothing yeah, good. He didn't like his. Hey, he, no he tried to write stuff for the Beach Boys, as a matter of fact. Yeah. 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 And they got, got him to record one of their song, one of his songs. Right? Yeah, Never Learn Not to Love. And it's not that great. No, it's not. But somebody thinks one of the wrote, worst, oh yeah, I think one of the Neil worst Young, songs on was it Neil Young? I was watching Neil Young interviews, and I think he said like he wrote okay songs, <laughs> but then he got really spooked. Anyway, Neil Young's a big one. For All me. right, well, that doesn't really cross over. So we don't have any territory. Yeah, we don't have any great that we know of yet actors that are. Well, Rick there's Marky Mark. Was he an actor first? Uh, I yeah, think, well, he may have been a musician first, come to think of it. I yeah, think well, he was Mark an actor Wahlberg first. Was, it works. Musician first works. Mark Wahlberg, Tom Waits, David Bowie. There's plenty of musicians who were musicians, and then they became actors because the actors were like, oh, he's cool. He's a musician, you know, and it works. But it doesn't work the other way. It just doesn't. <laughs> I think I you know no, it could if it was good it just never happens to be good I mean uh you know uh I don't know I was about to say something dumb I don't, I don't, I, well because you know you know actors have to kind of like lie all the time right or whatever and then they right? try to be a musician and then maybe trying to put on a thing or yeah something. they're not very sincere you know Johnny Depp the way he talks in interviews he sounds like you know, I don't know what that is, that accent he has. It's like a fake British accent or something, but it's not really crazy. He thinks yeah. he is Jack Sparrow. Yes. <laughs> yes, he probably okay. does. I love Jack Sparrow. Don't, you know, don't, don't have go you guys, <laughs> Have you guys ever... I'm sorry, he's a private citizen. Don't go after private citizen. That's right. So, have y'all ever... Because I, I believe that you have. Have you ever gone into acting mode for a interview uh, in front of a camera? Mm, 
I don't not entirely. I don't think I. I the only time it's actor mode is when you're saying the same crud that you've said a billion times, and that's really not even that. That's just like going through the motions. That's like you know. But but if you're you learned your I, line, I you're gonna say it again. Yeah, but I don't think like if if you're saying you know. Like we're talking right now, it's not – even if we say something silly, that's just how you act in normal life. Uh, it's not – Not actor. Not man. an actor. I, it's been so long since I've been in anything, I don't even think I remember how to act. <laughs> I can't act well, if you, So when you're on stage and you're – and uh, Michael specifically, I, I would ask this question. Your your um, your antics and whatnot, and then that's all just the way you feel right then and there. Is it some kind of a thing you've thought of, I'm going to do this? I'm going to act this way. Um, sometimes it's, uh, you know, if I want to try a specific move or something, that can be, you know, uh, I wouldn't say contrived because it's if, if I'm taking something from somebody, it's entirely a, uh, like if I, if I have an idea to do some move on stage because I saw somebody do it, it's entirely, you know, an affectionate, you know, it's not contrived. It's like if you feel like doing something, even if it's inspired by somebody else, you know, you should, you know, David I, don't, I think you should do it. Yeah. Well, it, that wasn't a conscious thing from David Lee Roth, really. It's just that, you know, I can only do so much when I'm playing. I can't really do anything with my hands when I'm playing guitar, you know, and, and, uh, you can kick and stuff. There's plenty of people who kicked though, like you know Bowie kicked and stuff. There's the video of Todd kicking. It just so happens that I can do it very high. I didn't know that I could really. And and David Lee Roth does it very high and does all those jumps and everything. Pete Townsend kicks. Pete Townsend does it. Yeah, Pete Townsend does it very yeah, high. Yeah, absolutely. He does it with the guitar. Yeah, he's... yeah. So you guys, do you get? Or playing a certain instrument and you swap around, or is it because like this song? I'm you know, coming from a non-musician. Is it you know okay? Brian's going to be a better drummer on this song than Michael, so we're going to switch. Or do you uh, switch just to kind of keep kind yourself of, entertained? On on recordings, it's whoever is better at the part. But live, it's entirely uh, Brian needs to sing his songs and play the guitar. I need to sing my songs and play the guitar. We don't want to be singing and playing drums, you know. And yeah. uh, we'd love to play uh, with a drummer. We just haven't found one good enough. Oh, really? You'd like to? To uh, wow! Oh That's yeah, a pretty big part of the show. You... No, people love, love when you guys switch off, though. Yeah, you know, it's, oh, yeah. it's not. It don't nobody. Um, we're not. We're aware that people love it, and we're aware that uh, it's a thing. But you know. And we would never trade it for something, you know, inferior. But if there was some guy who was amazing out there that would be a heck of a show for everybody to watch him, we would or or her, you know, we would get them in there mm-hmm. because, I mean, why the heck not? We 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 would be more satisfied artistically, you know, to to play a couple guitars. And if we played a couple <coughs> guitars, we could do a lot more parts. And sure. Some really cool harmony parts. Oh, how did you guys end up with a girl bass player? I mean, that's pretty rare. No. Oh, uh, it, it, it's uh just a, you know, where it's it's whatever whoever plays the instrument. I mean, it's not. 
<laughs> we could, she could have been the guitar player or the drummer or whatever, but she played bass. I mean, she Brian taught her how to play bass, and she picked it up, and she played better than anybody in our town. And uh, so that's how it happened. I mean, it doesn't have anything to do with anything aesthetically. It sort of becomes something aesthetically. People seem to notice it a lot, but we didn't even think of it, you know. We didn't yeah. think of the talking heads and all the, you know, girl mm-hmm. bass player. We just kind of, you know, she played the the bass well. Yeah. You know? Good answer. I so like that. You, so mm-hmm. you, you talk about a drummer that could entertain. I haven't seen a drummer other than, say, maybe Neil from Rush or Peter Chris back in the day that, that become a part of the show that are that big of a, an entertainer since I saw you guys. You know, and Michael likes to twist the drumsticks and throw them up in there and all that stuff and, and be part of the show. What who who is you say you, you would get a drummer if they did that, you know, that they were a big part of the entertainment and they were that good. Who are yeah. some of the drummers that you like that you would, you know, if you could pluck, oh, pluck nope. one from a band, who would it be? I'm like, who are some of your favorite drummers? Zero people that, from today. I don't see a single person who I think is, and it's and it's also not not 100% that they're part of the show. Their feel needs to match up and everything. I mean, they need to be they need to be perfect. It's not it's not really. Um, there's nobody from today. I mean, we would have a number of the, we would have B J Wilson. You know, B J Wilson. Yeah, he would have been perfect from Procolarum. That would be mm-hmm. the perfect person, and, and he's so entertaining to watch. And but he not, plays things that I can't play. He, you know, B.J. Wilson, the drummer of Fogel Harum, he he is not a showman. Not he, well, no, yeah, yeah. Well, let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> um, he's not like showman first, really. Like Keith Moon is, or something like that. Um, he's mm-hmm. like really like it's just fun to watch him play because he's so good at the drums you know and uh mm-hmm. you can just tell he's just totally in it you know so we wouldn't necessarily need a drummer that's like just constantly playing to the crowd um we would just mm-hmm. need a drummer that's super like uh good at their instrument and very clearly passionate about it you know um gotcha. which is yeah, i don't know i don't know I'd like oh, I hope you find one. That'd be kind of fun to watch both of you guys up there at the same time. It'd be really cool. Yeah, so be cool. speaking of drums, let's do a. Um, we got a caller, but before we take that, uh, let's um, in case you guys want to take a break or have a drink of water or something, um, and let me know if you get ready to go. I know you guys are busy, but um, we'll we'll keep you as long as we can <laughs> if you let us. But uh, I do want to play the clip from these words and start with the drumming part. Uh, that first start, I think, is what probably reminded the Guardian UK writer of Todd a little bit because it, it sounds like um, a song from something, anything, the way it starts a little bit. But this is the song for the listeners out there, Todd fans, that, that uh, uh, a writer for the Guardian UK said was a missing song from something, anything. So we're going to play about a minute and a half of that. Everybody will take a break, and then uh, we'll be back. We'll take a call from Florida. All right, here we go.
All right, there we go. That's these words from Do Hollywood, the Lemon Twig's first album available online. You can buy it, download it. If you do that, you help the record company and they can keep touring because we like seeing you guys live. If you haven't seen them, check the schedule. What's The website is, uh, what's your website? LemonTwigs.com? The Lemon, lemon Twigs. Yeah. Com? The Lemon yep. Twigs, the yeah. Lemon the Lemon Twigs, all the tour data is on there. And uh, they got plenty of shows, no matter where you live. You guys oh. are all over the place. Maybe you'll come so. as far south as Texas. That would be great. Yee. Yee. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure we will. I'm, I'm looking for you. Already be doing that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? I think know. that's that's like adorable. Play. That y'all don't even know where you're going. You're just going. We're going Absolutely. to America. <laughs> they got people for that. What did y'all think of Japan when you got to to go over there? Oh, that was really cool. That was like I felt really uh, grateful to uh, be in this line of work because I would never ever go there. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, cause, just because I don't I don't think I would think of it, and I wouldn't I'd feel like a real uh, you know foreigner. I don't know. Have you but, found um, uh, really, a place yet really that's cool. where you're more popular than you would be in the U.S.? Like all of a sudden there's some kind of cult yeah. following. Like all Todd all has one in Japan. Europe and, and Japan were more popular. But I mean, like, I think particularly I like think, uh, I mean, with the shows. I think London yeah. were pretty popular there, and then France, or like Paris, I guess. Um, yeah, those are the places where we played the biggest uh, rooms. Awesome. All right, well, let's take our call from Florida if you guys are all right with that. Uh, yeah. I know 561. Is that Boca? 561, you're with That me. is Boca. Hi, Doug. It's Catherine. How are you? What's happening? Can you hear me? Yeah, are you Can great? Can you hear me? Okay. Hey there. Um, you know, I'm coming in late to the conversation, so I don't know if these questions have already been asked. Um, so I love you guys. I think you guys are an amazing, talented group of, of musicians. And I really enjoyed, um, I've enjoyed your album and I enjoyed watching you guys at Coachella. Um, uh, thanks. How, did you guys already talk about that? How did that happen? How did that come about? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. But okay. The, Next question. The, I'll listen to the, okay. uh, <laughs> we can make up a new answer. Okay. <laughs> There's going to be all of the answers that you want in there for that okay. question. Thank you. I think I went into Thank detail for that. Um, I, I have to say, when I was watching you guys, you know, you, you boys are so different from each other, you know, equally talented and, and in completely different ways. And even in your appearance, you're very different. The lead singer is very Carnaby Street, 1960s, would you say? <laughs> And um, sure, have yeah. you guys but, always been oh. that way? You know, two brothers, but completely opposite sides. Did your parents go, how uh, do you be so different? Well, not, I mean, we all, we have like a couple fundamental uh, um, uh, commonalities. That's the word. Um, yeah, you know, we like both care a lot about, you know, um, and, you know chords, chord progressions that are interesting to us, um, uh, lyrics that mean something to us, and stuff like that. I mean, and then th- there's not really one thing that I think he listens to that I think is like bad 
or not one mm-hmm. thing that I listen to that Michael thinks is bad, you know. Um, and there's a lot of stuff that we both really, really like. Um, but we listen to a lot of stuff, like, almost for each other, you know. I listen oh! To a lot of stuff and, I listen to a lot of stuff, and Brian kind of just doesn't ever get into it because... And I don't know if it's consciously because I like it a lot or if it's just some sort of, uh, you know... Um, What's it called? I was going like, to say force field. Some sort of strange force field that keeps him from, or, or <laughs> me from stuff that he likes. And, uh, but, but that happens. So that factors into a lot of it. And, and also, you know, uh, visually, I, I just, uh, you know, uh, Brian's always liked the same sort of thing. Like, he's always liked 60s. Um, mm-hmm suits and like you know just sharp looking stuff and i've always mm-hmm. ha- liked a wide variety of stuff more rugged stuff and then also more like you know girly stuff and it all it's always changing so i don't know that's great yeah. it, i love it cause it's you guys very, are very you know, distinct. yeah it was fun thank you <laughs> Sorry, I'm stepping on you. I don't know how to do this radio thing. Oh, no, no, no. Um, no, I, I don't know uh, either. <laughs> I'm how, stepping. Um, have yeah. you found, though, since, I mean, it seems like this album has just exploded. And have you found that all of a sudden going from uh, to, from zero to 60 with your career, how has that affected you guys? How do you stay grounded? I don't um, It's not as... It doesn't wild seem wild as maybe it, it seems. It seems I don't know. Like there are, uh, you know, um, there are people who I don't know. Like well, I like I feel like Max Marco. There are people who are much in, bigger in, than in, us in the you know indie whatever the heck, and they're mm-hmm. just incredibly huge. You know, and uh, it's it's kind of. You just the place that we're at is is kind of a I think place we're, a lot of bands are at like but I think we're lucky to to be at that place kind of early yeah you know? uh, so I don't feel anything but kind of grateful about it and then like because like we lead hard the only thing hard about it is that we we're right now we're having to tour quite a bit yeah. but it's not like we lead hard. Like, we, we don't go outside and all of a sudden there's, like, people like, oh, shit, it's the limit. I mean, that might go without saying. That's not, like, totally, you know. I do think not even you guys. Walk through. I think, I do yeah. think that I think will only happen then, to you. Yes. Yeah, I do uh, think that will happen to you. And, um, you know, I hope you'll remember these early days um, when it's unspoiled and you can still walk around without people intruding on your life. Um I do see it in your future. Um, you're just too talented to not be noticed. And oh, anyway, um, shoot, there was. An <laughs> um, how are your parents dealing with your success and your growing success? Let's say you're growing because you guys are just going to keep growing. You're just that type of musicians. You're interested in uh-huh. music. How are your parents well, dealing with uh, it? They, they just don't really like us being away that much. But it was kind of 
I think the only hard thing about, because that's bound to happen when you get older, um, but it kind of went from us being there like all of the time to being there like none of the time. Um, so I think that was kind of uh, hard hard for them. Um, but you you got to do it sometime with the, you As know, far as the music yeah. goes, my, my parents seem to, like my dad likes that he never even really, I mean, he always like a sort of appreciated our music in a, in a way, but it never really was in his, you know, only the past, I don't know, five years or something. We've been making music for a long time, you know, and the only, mm-hmm. only the past five years has it really been in his wheelhouse. Like oh, interesting. It, so, so like, you know, when I was making this, these Nirvana type songs in school, mm-hmm. uh, he didn't really care for him that much. I mean, he's, he, he, he appreciated them for what they were, but you know, how much is he going to like a 13 year old's version of it when he doesn't even like the real thing that much, you know? So like, but that's a really, really good point. Now, now more than ever, he's really appreciating uh, our creative output and stuff. And our, and our mom too, because my mom's been always been a lyric person and, and, I used to not pay attention to that when I was a kid, you know. I used to pay attention to it, but I didn't think I was very good at it. But I don't I don't think I was that good at it on the Do Hollywood record either, but uh, on this new record that we're working on and on the record after that, mm-hmm. you know, it's something my mom appreciates. So in terms of the music, they they're more uh they they're they're really nice about it. Yeah, they're I really think it's kind of like stuff. the difference between uh before they would uh appreciate it as us their sons but now they uh, i think appreciate mm-hmm. it like as as music itself you know that that is a really good point and it's got to be a very interesting leap as a parent uh to to make and uh it would be interesting to get your parents on Rungren radio for a little bit <laughs> well, we had papa twig on last week we had a yeah, concert. You know i was last out of week. town I know. I'm sorry. She was I was at out Todd of town, and then I've been following a. I was following Todd all around Florida this past week, so I still haven't listened to the archive. I will get to it. <laughs> I just. I let's jump in here just real quickly. Um, it, last week, when your dad Ronnie was on, he mentioned uh, your mother uh, two or three times, in fact. And you guys have certainly brought your mo- mother into the conversation a couple times tonight. To, Tell us what her Well, my mother is my closest friend. She's like the unsung hero. My closest friend. And I don't mean, I just mean that, you know, in the fact that I, uh, you know, she she and I hang out more than anybody, you know, because uh, even if, you know, it's just because, you know, Hicksville is just a terrible, terrible (laughs) town, you know, just just about the worst town. It's not rapid. Wait, where do you guys live? No, I know. You might want to dial down your fucking language. Oh, my God. It's not ravaged by poverty. It's a great town. It's really, uh, you know, about privileged. It's really, yeah, no, it's nice. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, God. Oh, man. (laughs) Sorry. Um, (laughs) No, I think that's actually really neat by that, though. I mean, it's just just in in terms of uh, there's not a lot of people. (laughs) you'd be able to uh, relate to on music or something like that. And since that's the only thing that is really like an active uh, thing in our life, um, right. it's kind of an important thing, you know? 
Um, so have, I know what he means. Have your Ed Mangano. I think it's wonderful. Um, is hey, you guys. Our, uh, um, supervisor of some crud. I think he's, uh, I don't know. I, I don't uh, support his politics. Wait, <laughs> who, who are you talking about? No, nothing. Just don't. Like just he's he's okay. going on a diatribe about a local politician that he doesn't know anything about. Oh, um, okay. see, you just see his, that, you just see his name. Uh, you can't all vote. Like, mm. he, so no, guys, he can, I have a question. He's an ugly mother. Jesus. <laughs> I have a question. I posted some links. some links today. So I I listened. I saw a couple of them. I saw you guys doing Baba O'Reilly. Back in 2009, and <laughs> I noticed that the the keyboards player is the one who's with you now. And what's what's happened to the yeah. other guys? Oh, wait, I guess the other who was the other young man who was um, singing lead. Are you guys still oh. friends? Yeah, that's uh, Thomas Murphy. Um, he's actually going to sing, uh, do some backup vocals on our next record. He's got a really pretty like like almost like choir boy voice. Um, he was the bass player for a long time in our previous band, MOTP. And it was just kind of like when we were putting together the band, um, we needed to, we were kind of, we started it as a new band, even though it was made up of a lot of the same people. And we had them like run, running like together uh, simultaneously, you know, oh. at a, at a mm-hmm. point. Um, but then, and the, because with MOTP, we always did a lot of covers. Um, and then we mm-hmm. did like some originals and stuff. Um, but then, like, the idea of the, the Lemon Twigs was just all covers. Um, and I don't know, we, we just got more serious with the Lemon Twigs, which had uh, Megan playing bass. And I don't know, we, mm-hmm. I don't think we handled it well at the time. Like, we should have been direct with him about, like, um, what was happening, but we kind of didn't know what we were going to do there at you the go. time if we were try to get going at the same time right. and stuff, but I don't know, but he, oh. he's a good guy and he, he, he understood uh, that we were all like really serious about music and mm-hmm. stuff and it, it wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily like his passion. Um, uh, right. But he's, right. A, great, he's a, calling. a great guy and he's a great singer, so we're going to have him on the next record. Um, Oh, that's great. There you go. That's wonderful. And I, I don't know if this has already been asked too. Very simple question though. How did you come up with the name the Lemon Twigs? Um, it was just like, it's like a dumb name that I came up with. Oh, I, I very catchy. Kind of like the Beatles. Joke. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess most like, I guess most names are kind of silly. Um, but well, I don't catchy know. I, though. I, it is kind of catchy. It felt catchy to me. Um, it is very catchy, and it's not kitschy. It's catchy, and it's very fresh sounding, which I think you guys have a very fresh sound. So I think it's actually Ooh. a really good name for you guys. There we go. Ooh, what? <laughs> oh, okay. Lemon Listen, twigs, guys, fresh thanks so lemon. much for. Uh, thank you so much for taking time to speak to this sixty-year-old uh, woman who really digs your music. <laughs> Oh, well, thanks, thanks for listening. That's You're welcome. Nice Good night, guys, and, and best wishes to you. I, you guys are going to be big. I hope you can keep your feet on the ground. Take care. Oh, thank you.
Because we have a friend coming over that needs uh we need to record a song Perfect. for his like school project. All right, no. good deal. We don't we, we you guys have been extremely generous with your time, so we appreciate it. And uh just one quick question. Are you guys active on that Twiglets page or is somebody else doing all that on Facebook? Do you get oh, on well, there we, we that, that's like a that's a fan run uh page. A guy uh George mm-hmm. Do you get on there at all? I go yeah. on sometimes. I don't. I don't go. My, Michael doesn't have a Facebook, so he doesn't go on. But I check it out every <laughs> once in a while. See if there's, uh, you know, I don't know. All right. Well, all right. We all have fun, fun with your friends tonight, Papa Twig. We said hello. We appreciate you being so generous with your time, and we look forward to seeing what's in the future for the Lemon Twigs. Keep making right. that good nope. music, boys. Yep. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. All right. Peace out. Yeah. Sure. Good day. Yeah, very nice. All right, everybody. That's Lemon Twigs, Brian and Michael Daddario. Yeah. You gotta love them. If you haven't heard them, you're gonna love them. So the LemonTwigs.com. Somebody was asking. Drew was asking about Twitter. They got all that stuff, dude. They got icons like twelve. I don't even know what ten of them are. But you know, I'm an old <laughs> man. Come on. But they got Twitter. They got every other thing known to man. What? Uh, what? Let me go to their homepage. I'm gonna see if yeah. I can figure out what they are. They we got. Didn't get- we didn't get to Chat. talk about um, one of the videos that that I I've, I keep going back to it. I think it's so funny. It's for the song called "I Want to Prove to You," and not only is it a yeah. great song, mm-hmm. but um, it's the one that uh, their father Ronnie brought up last week, uh, where the mm-hmm. director he had his own grandparents. In the mo- in the parents. I'm sorry in the video. Have uh, you I think seen it was that his one? Parents. Maybe it was. Yes, uh, that's great. One of the three. Yeah, done. It, was, uh-huh. it was the director's grandparents. Yeah, it's funny. And it is yep. funny. Their it reminds are all me good. a lot of the All American Rejects, but you know they may be too current of a band for these guys to have heard of. Who knows? I don't know. But I, I tell you know. what, they're really professionally done. They're great videos. Um, if you haven't seen them, you can find them. Uh, just Google videos. I, they might have them on their website. I'm gonna see if they got them. They, they uh, yeah, they got them on their website. TheLemonTwigs.com. Um, you will definitely see in the videos, even especially um, these words, you'll see some Todd influence. I'm telling you, um, mm. it's it's there. No about it. So we're thrilled in, that we had in, them on. In several ways, even their fashion sense is very, you know, Nikki Nichols ish. Yes, so. yeah, they got a fashion guy or gal, and it was, we were, of course, Nikki Nichols came across, and we, you know, so first thing I thought about when they were talking about that with the the jacket for the video, mm-hmm. but um, they are doing a massive tour, so definitely check that out on their website and uh, try to catch a show if you can because it's well worth it. It's still reasonably priced, not too crowded. Um, you know, I've seen them. Uh, twice, you know, maybe 100, 150, 200 people at the most, which, you know, Chris thought they were going to get moved, but they won't. That's a, the right crowd in some places, in some situations. And then they do things as big as Coachella and Bonnaroo. So they're just mixing it up, playing wherever they can, which is what, um, you know, young musicians did back in the day. Hopefully some of them still do. You know, go out and work hard. Start building a mm-hmm. fan base. Step number mm-hmm. one, usually, right? 
$15 at Chuba's in Chicago, Chris said. So uh, definitely check them out if you can. And we appreciate Chris and Catherine calling in. You guys um, will be glad that you did. And then when they're super famous, everybody else will be all in line trying to call, but we're not going to take their calls. That's all i got to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding with you. It's all good. We you know, hope they would um, come back. Well, you never know. You never know. They seem mm-hmm. like really, really um, centered guys. Uh, clearly, they were they were brung up right. So, uh, as as Catherine said at the end of her call, you know, y'all, you know, stay grounded, and I think they will. Mm-hmm. But I think they're going to be huge, huge, huge. I really do. Wow. Yeah. Um. Uh, you know wait. what we need to talk about? Just, just I want to talk about it. Uh, one more time because we're running out of time. One week mm-hmm. from last night, South Bend, RundgrenRadio.com mm-hmm. presents Todd Rundgren, White Knight, the Chival Rock Tour at the Morris. If you're interested, go to our page. We'll tell you all about it. Yep. And we got our Boston event coming up, Labor Day weekend, 10th anniversary event, Rungan Radio. Oh, like yeah, we'll be there. talking about that over the summer. <laughs> it's going to be big time. It's going to be so much fun. The set list, I've seen them some anyway from uh, Hermits, Secret Society, Road to Utopia. It'll blow you away. I mean, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be an epic party. So that's rrxboston.com if you want to check it out. And crazy man, I thought I had uploaded these words the entire song, but I have not. But I have another no, song. I noticed that, yeah. I think you uploaded yeah, like, the same clip twice. Apparently so, but I've got uh, – I can try to do that. While I've got one I can play. This is a clip from the first CD. It's the first song. Um, no. Did you say is this it? was a, a cassette tape? Yeah, so they so what they did is they had a cassette tape when they were you know, younger, and it they only made 100, and they sold out. So, but you can find it online and download it, you know. Uh, you know but you got to buy ways. the tea? Yeah, you need to buy their tea. I own one, actually. <laughs> Lemon Twigs Tea. They had a picture today on the Twiglets page of a guy from Dream Theater, one of the band members of Dream Theater, wearing one of their shirts. That was kind of yeah? cool. Yeah? Wow. Yeah. Big. All right, so let's play this. This is from their first CD. Uh, I'm sorry, their first cassette which they apparently aren't in love with, but I love it. And then I'm going to see if I can't get these words up. So uh, when this is over, Cruise Mail, continue some conversation. If you don't mind, I'll be working on the audio clip. Okay. Here we go.
Okay. I guess it's just a clip. <laughs> uh, Catherine, yeah, was- in, Catherine in the chat room was asking uh, what year that was. I don't know exactly, but I think the guys said it was four or five years ago. And, and you know, they're they're very much influenced by what their own dad played and what what he enjoyed and um but at the time 4 or 5 years ago they were getting into the psychedelic era of the 60s and 70s and so they they said something to, on tonight's show about that 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 uh, cassette kind of went down that that road and that that uh the father wasn't thrilled with it it was it just wasn't his deal so Maybe that's it. I'm, I'm gonna taste it's a great it's great music i love it especially if you like todd music because that, that song that i played I, I i think it's naz has naz written all over it but you know i, I know todd's kind of like that too i think some of the uh earlier stuff you know i think he kind of feels you know well who doesn't look he was, who doesn't yeah. look back at their school pictures or whatever from when they were 15 and had pimples on their face and goes, "Oh, I love that picture of me." No, it doesn't happen. So no, I don't blame them so for being not real sure. happy with it. But they should be proud. They're, they're, it sounded good even through the telephone here. Yeah, it's good stuff. So, uh, but you know, I was going to ask them next about their acting career. There's so much we could talk to them about. I kind of like just letting them roll. It's kind of fun, just letting them goof off. But the because um, they've probably been asking all these questions hundred times anyway. But the acting deal was a pretty big deal, and we talked about that some last week at Papa Twig. But uh, Michael, who is the one that um, you know dresses more into the glam rock and does the jumps and does the drum and these words uh, video, he was in a movie with Ethan Hawke called Sinister. And if you Google it, put you know put uh, Michael D'Addario Sinister Ethan Hawke, you'll see some pictures of him when he was younger and when he was in this movie, which is a uh, horror film i guess for lack of a better term but uh it's pretty cool to check it out he was on some other tv shows and of course they did some i think brian was the one who did some uh you know theater uh les mis but they they have a pretty impressive for their age no doubt um acting resume Mm -hmm. but luckily for us they like the music better so that's a good thing because we like their music. I can yeah. do. I mean, I got plenty of action. Good music's harder to come by these days. So. <laughs> For sure. You know I mean. For sure. For sure. Yes. So um, let me see. Uh, any other parties we got we need to discuss, Cruiser Mm, We talked about. Oh, well, we may as well say this on, on the radio uh, bringing up South Bend, Indiana again. Next mm-hmm. Tuesday, uh, we will be having a pre-party, as as we mentioned earlier, pre-show gathering, rather. Uh, sorry, but it's on your dime. <laughs> We're going to have some drink specials at the bar there at our designated hotel, which is the Doubletree, mm-hmm. and uh, reserved uh, some tables. Uh, starting at 5 o'clock until it's time to, to walk next door to the show. Uh, we can order food and adult beverages, martinis, as we talked about. The night before, several people uh, who are traveling 
will be coming into the hotel, but everyone's going to be sort of arriving, you know, who knows, starting from early in the day until late at night. So people have been asking if we have anything planned. As far as I know, we don't have anything formal that is planned, but it's a pretty safe bet at any time you can go to that hotel bar and you're going to find one of us Rundgrenites there. Thursday night. Thursday I mean, I'm sorry, night. Monday night? Monday night. <laughs> yeah, Monday night. <laughs> yeah, there'll be something yeah. going on. There'll be a few of us down as usual. And, you know, Mel and I will get there hopefully early enough to kind of scout the area and see if there is something we might want to do. There's another place they suggested that's close to the venue and the hotel, you know, maybe to hang out. So, um, you know, we'll figure it out. But you, you know our numbers. You know how to find us. And we'll put stuff on the event page and maybe on Rungum Radio Facebook page, stuff like that. So uh, if you want to yeah. come in Monday, you know, we'll be doing something. But, uh, yeah, so let's um, – I got the song ready, but I'll make a couple of plugs right quick. Again, you can get White Knight on limited edition LPs. You know, Cleopatra Records has it. Just, you know, Google Cleopatra Records, or if you're on our newsletter, you got the link there. If you want to join our newsletter, it's free, by the way. Join us on the RungumRadio.com page, and we send you tons of good information about Mr. Todd, uh, and then, including there's tour information on that website. The um, one thing, if you really, really which I think you do if you're listening to this, like Todd Runga Music. There's a 24-7 online radio station, toddfans.com, that Al Cannon put together that people rave about. It's really good. You get to hear all kind of Todd, old Todd, new Todd, different Todd, Todd mm-hmm. music he produced. It's just nonstop Todd stuff. So uh, check that out sometime, toddfans.com. And don't forget, toddstore.com. They're just constantly putting out new stuff. Cruiser Mail's crazy. Lots of stuff. You're going to see more stuff there than you will on the tour. The tour... You know, for example, Atlanta, they had one shirt left. I think they're just, you know, the stuff moves, and then it's hard to keep up. So mm-hmm. so let's play the full song. Now, again, just as a reminder, how we found the lemon twigs, there was an article by The Guardian UK, you could probably Google it and find it, that the lemon twigs sound a lot like Todd Rundgren and that they had a song that was the missing song, they said, from Something Anything. So it does have that flair, no doubt, and mm-hmm. uh, I think throughout their music you can hear some Todd influence, and, and uh, even if it's not influence, it sounds, you know, it's got a Todd sound to it, and, and Beach Boys and other things. You know, they were definitely influenced by music most of us like. It's not going to be Eminem or Bieber <laughs> or anything like that. Probably you don't love. So anyway. Uh, here we go. Let's see if we can get this to play, and uh, we'll call it a wrap. Cruise Mellis, you got something else, or I left something out? No, I think we've covered it all. Also, if you do want to see Todd with the Lemon Twigs at Coachella, uh, couldn't I just tell you it was a song. You can go on YouTube and find it. And you know what, Cruise Mellis, we didn't even mention it to them. I have talked to their management about it. I do think there needs to be a show of Todd and the Lemon Twigs. You know, like they open for him, or even if they want to be together, whatever. But oh, yeah, we were great. shooting for Yes, we were hoping to do something like that Labor Day weekend uh, and even just have them on Labor Day weekend if Todd couldn't come, but they're going to be overseas and or doing something. And then the other issue was uh, we were hoping we could get them to come to South Bend, but they're going to be, I think it's at Bonnaroo or something. So they're just so busy right now. But getting them together with the Todd show would be awesome. I think mm-hmm. folks would love it. So, all right, here we go. We'll see y'all next time.
Good night. One, two, three, four. This is Todd Rundgren, and you're listening to RundgrenRadio.com.